Welcome to a new episode of Ready to Launch, a special series on entrepreneurship in the MENA region, a collaboration between Riada, a Wilson Center podcast, and the Straight Up Startup with my co-host for the series, Raja Isahouri. I'm your co-host, Marissa Khurma, Director of the Middle East Program here at the Wilson Center. We focus this month on women entrepreneurship in the MENA region in commemoration of Women's History Month. One of the issues that continuously comes up in various discussions and in all the research is the challenge women face to access finance in order to start a business or to even grow it. Today, we are delighted to be speaking with one of Jordan's leaders in the banking sector, Noor Jarrar, CEO of Citibank in Jordan. To shed light on the banking sector's role in the entrepreneurship ecosystem, and also better understand how her own journey flows and how she sees the ecosystem from where she sits at Citibank. Noor was appointed CEO of Citibank in 2018 after spending more than 14 years working in the financial sector. Welcome, Noor, and thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Marissa. Thank you for having me. And it's always a pleasure to connect with you and with Rajari. Thank you. So, Noor, as I mentioned, you are um, one of the few women leaders in the banking sector in Jordan. Um, tell us a little bit more about your journey in banking and how do you see the sector changing? Thank you, Marissa, again. And, um, you know, when I started my banking career uh, more than 20 years ago, um, there was one woman CEO in the in the sector, and that was at Citibank. And at that point in time, I personally was very determined to, um, to become a senior executive in a bank or even a CEO. But the... Uh, the issue at that point in time was not gender, uh, not diversity or gender bias, as much as it was related to corporate governance. And when Central Bank of Jordan in 2014 issued their uh, first draft of the corporate governance code, uh, they made it possible for many of us who aspired to reach to such positions and to become CEOs, um, to know that this dream can be pursued and can happen. And, um, and, and this made me even more determined that this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to um, get to that place. And it required lots of hard work, lots of perseverance, um, some ups, many downs uh, in order to get there, but uh, it definitely, um, it's definitely worth it. Now, um, if you look at the banking sector uh, today, you can see that we are doing better than the rest of the economy in Jordan, whereby um, our diversity ratios measured by women participation in this case, um, it, it is around 35%, while you know that in Jordan, it is as low as uh, 15%, unfortunately. 
And uh, so definitely we have done something right with regards to attracting um, uh, female talent into the banking sector. What we still need to work on and get ourselves trained to do better is how we can groom and um, and support war, more women to make it to the top positions at uh, at banks, and um, and you know today there are three women CEOs, including myself, and that's like thirteen percent of the um, uh, uh, of the population. So definitely more work needs to be done. I'm personally optimistic with the recent appointment um, of Ms. Renda Sadiq at Arab Bank. I think this is another turning point and one that will have important, um, um, also Im important, I would say, uh, reflections and important um, um, results in the entire economy and the banking sector in specific. Um, I think that the focus and the reason why I'm, I'm also focusing on, on, and on the recruitment of women is because today, if you want to serve women and you want to serve youth, you want somebody who speaks the same language, somebody who is, uh, would understand the needs of other women um, to add diversity of thought to the table. So I think this is why it is even more important nowadays that we need to focus all of our attention to, um, to, to, to bring more diversity into the Jordanian economy in general and the sector that I'm working in in, in specific. Yeah, I hope I was able to address your question, Marissa. Oh, absolutely. Um, in fact, there are so many things you said that I want to follow up on. But starting with, uh, I guess, congratulations to the banking sector that um, that you were able to uh, basically make this progress, particularly as you mentioned, um, in comparison to the the national average when it comes to female labor participation. So. Um, what is it in the banking sector that worked and how can you work with other sectors to also help them, uh, you know, achieve the same um, percentage for women uh, participation? So I think what helped increase the women uh, participation in the banking sector is related to a number of, of, of factors. One um, is a cultural factor um, that whereby their banks are highly regarded or considered a good place to work in. So um, so that's that's factor number two. Uh, the working hours, you know, our working hours in the banking sector are 8 to 3.30. So it makes it um, easier for um, um, for both men and women um, um, to, 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 to manage a work-life balance. And um, third, um, banks have a a branch network, and so many of the many of the banks have um, uh, have existence, have units that are closer to where women live, and you know this is one of the uh, impediments that we have in the Jordanian market that it's not easy for women to get 
to the uh, to the workplace to get to the capital amman where it where it where the concentration of all businesses yeah um, and and you know we don't have a proper transport transportation public transportation network that would make it comfortable for women to commute and um, and and to go to their workplace so having that proximity now even at this at this time when digitization is taking over and you know um eventually in a couple of years time the branch network the physical existence of a bank in uh, in different locations will start to um, uh, will start to change and to be replaced by uh, by digital platforms i think that also should create another opportunity for women whereby you know you don't need to be working at the head office in shmeisani where um, i apologize for all the background noise but um, you you, you, they can, the woman can still work at um, from you know from their uh, from their homes and deliver and and be as productive as they will be from uh, uh, from a firm and uh, an, an office building. Thank you so much for highlighting uh, these points because it seems that um, in in addressing why it worked in the banking sector, you also highlighted. The general barriers that women face, you know, the it's the the longer hours with the the, the uh, as you mentioned the uh, work life balance, particularly for um, working mothers. Uh, there's also the transportation challenge, which uh, comes up in every single focus group, every single in depth interview that at least I have been part of, and all of these different World Bank and IFC reports that come out to highlight the challenge, particularly when it comes to Jordan. So that makes a lot of sense and it's very clear. Um, and thank you for highlighting the role of um, basically, you know, the future of work in, in the banking sector, sector with digital services. Uh, this hopefully will unleash more opportunities. Um, so now that we've sort of talked about, uh, you know, women in the banking sector in particular, I want to pick your brain about how you see the entrepreneurship system uh, ecosystem from your vantage point, where you sit at Citibank in Jordan, you know, generally speaking. Um, and why why you think it still remains really difficult for so many women to access finance and to start their own businesses, but also to grow it? Because a lot of the small and medium businesses that women start uh, remain in that category. And that's, of, of course, a feature of what the Jordanian economy is like. But we really hope to see more women also growing their businesses and the access to finance piece remains a challenge. So I think Marissa, uh, for the part related to um, women entrepreneurs, I think that um, you can look at it from two sides. One side, which is um, the official statistics that are there. So, you know, if you look at those official statistics, you will see the percentage as being very low and disappointing. And um, and and that uh, reflects a culture, in my opinion, where we're still not empowering women um, and empowering them mentally 
to pursue their dreams. And, um, and, and we're still suppressing their, their thinking and entrepreneurship uh, skills. And I really think that that needs to start very, very early um, in, in schools, in, through the educational system, where we can start, the, start to change those stereotypes and make sure that, you know, um, if, if in, in any educational curriculum, uh, the image that is there for women is that as much as we would like to see her uh, doing dom domestic work, we, we can also picture her in... Um, sitting behind an office or even in the work field, uh, doing whatever she wants to do. Just give her that freedom uh, to be whatever she would like to be. So that's one area. The other area is away from the official statistics. I think that there is a percentage of women that are um, leading projects, uh, but they are not captured in the official statistics. And I think this is... This is an area that um, policies should be uh, directed towards to encourage more women to register um, um, uh, to, to register, um, and and we have seen that in the during the pandemic when you know um, there were certain a number of programs uh, offered by the government of Jordan, uh, be it from the monetary policy or the fiscal policy, but I think. Um, those women entrepreneurs that started their own business and they did not register in any shape or form um, did not benefit from those uh, support systems. And I think, um, uh, and, and I think this is this is important. Some of them might not register um, just because they really don't understand the system. They don't understand how are they going to pay taxes? How are they going to keep books? So if we um, help them uh, by realizing that you can register your work, uh, get it there in, in terms of uh, uh, the, the, the official records, um, um, maybe have waivers, dispensations on taxes for up to a certain um, uh, revenue generation for the country. On one side, we make sure that they are part of the safety net uh, right. programs that are there. Mm -hmm. And on the other end, it would automatically boost the numbers uh, that are reported out of Jordan or even um, in the MENA region. Um, and, and I think this is, this, is, uh, uh, this is an area, you know, we all on social media, we see a lot of businesses that sell uh, some products uh, on, on social media. And I think, you know, these are entrepreneurs um, in their own way, form. Uh, they, 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 they do, they thought out of the box. They did have the courage to, uh, uh, to, 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 um, to put their products out there for the public and and to start really being productive for their families and in their uh, small communities absolutely um and so you know from from what i hear from you you know of course educational reform has to focus on um expanding the opportunities for women and i agree with you completely it it starts at a very early age 
women in different sectors, women leaders, women um, entrepreneurs. It all starts at a very young age. Um, and then the, the next point uh, that I think that you highlighted is the financial literacy. And we actually at the Wilson Center are currently zooming into the financial literacy point uh, as as a cornerstone of uh, financial inclusion for the reasons that you have um, outlined. Um, so I want to move on to um, sort of touch upon something that you said, uh, and, and it's also part of your journey as far as I read it, at least um, in uh, the Venture Magazine uh, interview that you did when you, when you were first appointed. You talked about the importance of having mentors and mentorship in general throughout your journey and how you benefited from that. Can you tell us a little bit about how, you know, how that worked out for you and whether uh, Citibank and other, other banks are creating similar mentorship programs, not just for women, but also for youth? Yes, indeed, uh, Marissa. Uh, mentorship played an important role in my uh, career development, and I have I have had mentors throughout. Um, you know, the choice of mentors um, I think differs. So you, you know, uh, sometimes you would be under a mentorship program, so that you would you would have a one defined. Uh, person who is uh, who who you're connected to, and and you work together, and then um, there are the mentors that you choose in your life, and this is my piece of advice for anyone who will be tuning to this podcast: is that don't wait to be part of a mentorship program in order to seek mentorship. You know, um, um, just maybe start with look within your surrounding who is there whose style way of doing things you know makes you um makes you impressed and 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 you know touches your mind and touches your heart and i think approach that person and 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 talk to them. And then um, you don't really need to go and tell them, you know, I want you to be my mentor, but just have a discussion with them. They would enjoy it. Ask for a follow-up discussion if it really um, made sense to you and continue to do that. And I think that was my approach. I think I am the kind of person who, um, um, who went and asked not for advice, but I was close to a number of people in my life that I wanted to learn their style. I wanted to learn their way of thinking, the way they analyze an issue, uh, the way they sort a problem. So I had many of them. I approached them in that way. Currently at City, I am uh, part of organized mentorship programs that targets both um, um, uh, men and women. And as you can imagine, they are the younger generation, the aspiring younger generation. And I very much enjoy uh, those, uh, those sessions. And, you know, switching seats and being a mentor, I really think that um, the amount of satisfaction and reward that you get when you are on those mentorship sessions is 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 quite uh, significant, and this is why 
um, I, I, my advice to everyone listening, just don't shy away from uh, looking for mentors. In Jordan, we adopted a reverse mentorship program whereby we thought, you know, let's learn from the younger generation. Uh, they are digital savvy. They, 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 they manage and they, uh, they maneuver and they go around social media like, you know, in a very easy way. Uh, they deal and, and, and do certain things maybe on the operational side that many of us who are sitting in offices on the executive team, we're not totally aware of, of them. And the amount of great ideas we got from reverse mentoring was unbelievable. And the last point I want to make uh, to highlight is that Sponsorship is extremely important as well. A sponsor is, is, is somebody who will be speaking about you when you are not in the room. Those are the ones who will be uh, promoting you and would um, uh, make sure that you get the next job or next position. And, and those sponsors are also very important. They are different than mentors because the, the, um, maybe when you speak to a mentor, you, you open your heart and you speak about everything, but it, with a sponsor, maybe it's more, um, um, it's more organized in terms of your approach, in terms of what you present, in, in terms of what you speak about, but definitely within your circle, make sure that you have both mentors and sponsors because of both of them are extremely important in the career development of both men and women. Absolutely. And thank you for shedding light on the sponsorship piece as well. Um, I mean, you already sort of... Um, started giving advice, which is where we're going to wrap this up um, through what we call the before you launch words of wisdom. Um, what, what else would you tell young women specifically about starting their own, um, their own business? Uh, what advice would you give them knowing what you know about uh, the banking sector and the entrepreneurship system in Jordan? Perseverance, resilience are the name of the game and that hard work and luck come in one package. Um, and, you know, there is this cartoon that I always like when I see on, on social media, when they tell you, when they show you an, uh, an iceberg and they will tell you, you know, this success is the tip and then you don't know what goes beneath. And I really think it's, it's, it's a true, true example of... Um, of, of, of the day of any professional. You know, what everyone sees, you see the glory, uh, uh, shiny picture of that senior executive or that entrepreneur who was able to, uh, uh, you know, list their companies or sell them for, I don't know how many hundreds of millions of dollars. But um, whatever, what, 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 others do not see is that until you see that tip of the iceberg, there is lots of things that, uh, that comes with it. Um, lots of frustrations, lots of disappointments, uh, lots of um, experiences. But I think this is what makes us stronger and this is what keeps us going. And when you have a day that goes well all the time or all your days go well all the time, I think you're not doing the right thing. So um, 
definitely, I think I would repeat where I started, resilience, perseverance, hard work, and keeping a positive attitude. I think that served me very well. And that would be my advice to, to, to all the aspiring talent of Jordan, of Jordan and elsewhere. Thank you, Nu. That is uh, definitely well said. Uh, we've really enjoyed talking to you. Um, and that's honestly one of the uh, objectives also behind this podcast, uh, beyond educating audiences here in Washington about what's going on in the MENA region, is to showcase stories of people like you who have made it to the top and succeeded so that um, we know what the journey is like, uh, that, that people see and hear from uh, the experiences of those uh, that have made it and that have succeeded. So thank you once again for joining me today on um, Riada and Ready to Launch. Thank you, Marissa. I enjoyed it a lot. This podcast is funded by a grant from the United States Department of State. The opinions, findings, and conclusions of this podcast are those of our guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the U.S. Department of State.